Impeachment's almost dead. Apparently, Trump supporters need drone strikes. And trees will save us all. Today on Eric's America. Good. I want you to say, I'm angry. It's okay. I'll process my Hello, welcome to the Friday edition of Eric's America. Hope everybody survived the week. I think uh, almost the entire country is uh, freezing, so uh, hope everybody is <laughs> staying warm enough. Um, very interesting. Uh, apparently, uh, the Department of Homeland Security on the 27th of January issued a uh, domestic terror threat. First time they've issued one uh, since... Uh, a threat alert, I should say. First time they've uh, done one since uh, Soleimani uh, was killed. Uh, apparently, this one goes all the way through April 30th. Um, and they're uh, talking about their DVEs. Apparently, that's who we all are now. We're DVEs. We're domestic violent extremists. Uh, only problem is uh, it admits in the order that uh, there's no credible threat or plot or warning. Um, we just wrote it. Everybody be on the lookout. Uh, what are you on the lookout for? Oh, we don't know. We don't really have any information. We just wanted to put out the alert. Um, yeah, that's... Um, uh, apparently, they said the biggest problem was people that don't believe that the election was legitimate. Well, uh, obviously we don't. And apparently, as we talked about Tuesday, Time Magazine doesn't either. Um, they fully came out and admitted it and, uh, you know, applauded it and celebrated. They're like, Hey, look, man, we were afraid the American people were going to decide to vote the way they wanted to. And, uh, well, we just couldn't have that. I mean, what the hell would happen if, you know, Zuckerberg and Bezos and Gates and cook, I mean, what if they couldn't run the world and run the, uh, United States. What if they couldn't do that? Well, that'd be horrible. What would we ever do? <laughs> you know, common ordinary people that, you know, we benefit off the sweat of their brow and walk on their backs to uh, pay for all this stuff. I mean, what if they got power? You know, like the Constitution says it's supposed to. Jeez, we couldn't have that. No, we couldn't have that at all. Um, yeah, so... Um, there was a former CIA officer. Uh, he was on NPR, and uh, his claim is domestic extremists should be dealt with the same as the counterinsurgency was in Afghanistan and Iraq. Now, what does that mean? I mean, does that mean we need rounded up and put in detention centers? Uh, are they going to waterboard us? Uh, maybe they'll put us in pyramids naked and run dogs at us. Huh. Or maybe... Maybe it could get a little worse. Uh, let's see uh, what uh, what the other plans he might have. If you took what President Trump said and you instead put it in Anwar Alaki's mouth, we would be talking about a drone strike overseas. So it, that's one aspect with our political leaders, you know, talking about this rhetoric. Oh, okay. Drone strikes. Well, that sounds great. We should start droning uh, Americans who, uh, you know, believe in democracy and freedom and you know, believe in our republic and uh, that they actually can choose who they want to uh, elect and put in office. Or they can choose what they can want to say or what they can think or, oh, God forbid. Oh, 
they may actually want accountability. <laughs> Better get a lot of drones out in the sky. You're going to have to be droning a lot of people. Damn. Uh, I'm sure that you can probably get uh, Zuckerberg and Bezos to cough up the money to pay for all that. Um, and then the world will be just fine, right? I mean, it shouldn't be a problem at all. Uh, another part of this interesting is the uh, IMF, the uh, International Monetary Fund. Uh, they're saying that, uh, you know, another way to really uh, make things more fair is you really need to uh, start loaning money to people not so based on, you know, pesky things like credit score or job history or anything like that. What you really need to do is start loaning money on the basis of, you know, the websites you go to, the articles you read, the products you own, you know, a social credit system. Now, there's already one of these in place. Uh, it's in China. And there is no real mystery why so many of these people are lined up to, you know, transplant the Chinese dream. Oh, wait a second. That's not a thing, is it? Huh. There's only one, one country on earth that has a dream. That would be the American dream. You never hear anybody talk about the Chinese dream. Well, unless you're talking to Bloomberg or somebody. He's had a Chinese dream. Um, you know, anybody that benefits and profits off the uh, sweat of slaves. Um, I mean, at least he's following in the uh, footsteps of all the good Democrats over history. I mean, enslave people to make your money. I mean, hey, there's, uh, you know, he's in good company. He's right along the lines of all the uh, former Democrats that he uh, follows. So, you know, he, I'm sure he's fine with it. But, uh, you know, that does seem to upset and offend a lot of people. Oh, wait a second. It only offends the people they want to drone strike. So I guess it won't be a problem at all. I mean, the best way to keep people quiet, apparently, are um, Hellfire missiles. Hmm. Fired from autonomous drones. Um, but th that will be a problem, though. And it may be the reason we have a pause now. We have a military pause so they can weed out all these terrible DVEs from the military. You know, those people that signed up for the military and thought they were fighting for freedom and, you know, the constitution that we all believe in. We can't have that in the military. You need blind sheep that can press the button on their, you know, fellow countrymen to keep them in line and har reduction of harm. Yes. Harm reduction. Oh, it is really strange, you know, all you hear is about how there's this big lie, this big lie. The big lie actually came about from uh, people writing about Hitler in the Third Reich, talking about his big lie. And Hitler himself said the best way to lie was to tell a really big lie and then just keep repeating it to everyone believes it. And of course, that's what he did. And now we are witnessing a whole group of people doing the exact same thing. They just lie. They lie really big. And then as fascists and communists and totalitarians always do, lie big, keep telling the lie and try to crush and silence anybody who says, wait a second, you're lying your ass off. What are you talking about? You're making no sense. Nope. Shut them up. Can't have that. There is no good argument that needs to have the opposition silenced. 
It doesn't exist. If it's a great idea and you have facts and and figures and, and ideas to support it, well, then there is no need to silence it. Why would you need to silence it? The only reason you ever need to silence an entire point of view is because you know it destroys yours. And that's obvious. We all know it. We all know that's why they want everyone silenced. And that's why they're talking about insanity like, you know, drone strikes, which is not, this is not the first guy that's brought it up. There was a MSNBC anchor last week that said, well, you know, I don't know how they can't vote to, you know, vote to convict Trump. I mean, these people were in the Senate when we were drone striking, you know, extremists in the Middle East. (sighs) These are the same people. I mean, just to roll over the logic that these people live by. We celebrate uh, George Floyd, a man who OD'd on fentanyl and, you know, had a wonderful history of you know sticking guns in pregnant women's bellies to rob them. And uh, generally just uh, breaking the law his entire life uh, and being a drug addict. And that drug addiction finally led to him dying. Now, the optics of a cop being on his neck was horrible. And everybody agreed, well, that's bullshit. You shouldn't do it. They didn't kill him. What killed him was fentanyl. But that's okay. You can burn down American cities and kill people for that. That's not a problem. We won't worry about that. Why would we worry about that? And then we go to Kenosha. I mean, an armed man trying to jump in a car with children to run off after he's had a history of beating and raping his girlfriend that he's, you know, leaving her home. Sounds like a great guy. Maybe we should uh, celebrate that and burn some more shit down. No, no, that doesn't seem like a very good idea at all. Or should we be more concerned about the unarmed woman who was trying to climb through a window where she shouldn't have been? She absolutely shouldn't have been there. And yes, she was breaking the law. But if you want to go on their logic, she was unarmed. She wasn't trying to hurt anybody. But Ashley Babbitt got gunned down. An unarmed woman climbing through a window. Can you imagine? And this is not someone who has a sordid history. There is no crazy legal battle. She was misguided and really believed in a cause. Was she in the wrong? Yes. But if you want to go by the logic that, hey, you can't shoot Jacob Blake. I mean, he's only got a knife and small children in a car he's getting ready to steal. And he probably just raped a woman. Hey, he's a hero. We should be. Oh, boy, what a hero. What are we the fuck are we celebrating in this country? These are the same people that are talking about drone striking people. Because they know to be true what is right in front of their face. They're not stupid. So yes, it's very similar to what the Nazis and what the uh, communists did. You go in, you find anybody with a brain, and you kill them. Why? You don't need smart people around. You don't need people that, you know, know you're full of shit. You need a whole bunch of people that are mindless drones to carry out your plans without question. There is no secret that they want to dumb America down. Of course, that's the only way you could ever impose Chinese democracy, as they put it, 
The only way you're going to convince millions and millions of people to act like animals is to dumb them down to be an animal. That's the only way you do it. And how do you do that? First, you scare people, and then you have to eliminate a whole shit ton of them. Especially in America. Americans are known to be brash, loud, very opinionated, and not afraid to fight for freedom. That is a very, very hard thing to knock out of people. But hey, they're working on it. Celebrate people. Celebrate rapists and armed robbers, drug addicts. Those are the people we should celebrate. But condemn all the forefathers, all the men and women that built this country who believed in the dream and fought for the dream. Condemn all them. They're not perfect enough. But hey, if you're a rapist with a knife wanting to kidnap children, you're a hero. It is sick. It is sad. And why the hell would you ever listen to anyone that has that stupid of opinion. And it's not misguided. It's not tiptoeing around it. It's just stupid and it's stupidity. It's a sick ideology that apparently has been indoctrinating people all over this country in colleges from coast to coast for decades now. Yes, we have to eliminate it for sure. But don't worry. It's not really censorship. It's not. Shutting down people, canceling people, it's not censorship. Just listen to the uh, Mr. Nuisance Money himself over at uh, CNN talking about, you know, it's really not censorship at all. Is trying to force Fox News off the air, which is patently false. But while some cry cancel culture, let me suggest a different way to think about this. A harm reduction model. But reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censoring freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is different than freedom of reach. Oh, there's a difference. If you just don't let anybody else hear it, well, then that's not censorship. I mean, come on. That's just, you know, harm reduction model. Literally a harm reduction model. I, uh, I can't even go on with that at all. Needless to say, these people are just idiots or just craven ideologues, one or the other. Or maybe they just realize that no one's watching them, and maybe if they shut off everybody else, somebody will tune into them. I'm not really sure. But, you know, it doesn't stop there. A couple things I heard this past week that just absolutely blew my mind. It kind of goes along with what I started with about this... Uh, the DVEs, that's what they are, domestic violent extremists, yes. So what we are are now. We all have our own alphabet soup to cover us now. We're all DVEs, apparently, if you don't believe in uh, in the election that, you know, that even Time Magazine came out and said, eh, yeah, it's false, but, you know, hey, it was for your own good. But, hey, that's okay. <clears throat> We're moving on here. If you want to know how sick and screwed up these people really are here is tom friedman apparently he's uh probably one of the most famous or biggest uh, reporters at the uh, new york times and if you want to know what it takes 
to be as, you know, big and, uh, yeah, let's not say smart, uh, as somebody like Tom Friedman here, just, uh, here's how you understand how you get there. What are they doing in China today? You know, Chris, do you know that it takes four hours and 18 minutes to take the bullet train from Beijing to Shanghai? And it takes 21 hours to take the train from New York to Chicago. And they're both about the same distance. I can't, I'll tell you something they weren't thinking about in China this week. They weren't thinking about some knucklehead. They weren't spending the week thinking about a knucklehead who claimed 9-11 didn't happen. They weren't thinking about some guy who's a QAnon shaman. I don't know. They were probably thinking about some bad stuff with the Uyghurs and all of that. Oh, for sure. But I guarantee you. They weren't wasting their time on this nonsense. And how do we do this week after week, month after month, and think we are a serious country? We are so deeply unserious as a country right now. Wow. China is much better off because, you know, their trains run quicker. You know, I think their trains run quicker because their uh, tracks are greased with the blood of the, you know, the Uyghurs or you know, political dissidents that they're, you know, forcing to, they're uh, forcing them to uh, remove their organs and stacking the dead bodies. All that blood makes for a lot of good lubricant for that train. Are you fucking serious? Not only does this dude look like a moron, sound like a moron, and has a stupid fucking mustache that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who told him it was a good idea. Guess what? It's not moron. But anyway... He's seriously talking about how great China is. I mean, what do you think they're worried about this week? Oh, I don't know. How about the uh, absence of civil liberties while they're locked or nailed in or welded into their homes because of coronavirus? But they don't have too much to worry about. Remember, the WHO came out this week and said, <laughs> coronavirus came from a bat that flew a thousand miles or, or probably, you know, frozen peas from India. Are you fucking kidding me? What is wrong with these people? You know what's wrong with them. But this asshole goes on to say, well, you know, we shouldn't even be worried about any of this uh, other stuff, which I agree. We shouldn't be uh, worried about all the dumb shit that uh, they're bringing up in Congress. And, and the reason he's trying to cover for it is because, which we're going to explore in just a minute, the absence of a case against anyone in the insurrection and the impeachment falling apart because they all look like morons trying to grab each other's ass. I mean, their absolute st stupidity abounds, and we will uh, check that out here in a minute. But to have this guy seriously go on and say, well, you know what, you know, they're, I mean, and he does even admit, he's like, well, they're probably worried about something with those Uyghurs. I mean, you know, all those concentration camps, and, you know, you got to keep them working to make your fucking iPad and uh, sewing those, uh, that Nike gear and uh, probably Adidas as well, I'm sure. I mean, other than that, I mean, they're just enslaving, you know, millions of people and killing millions of others. But you know what? They're so much more serious than we are. They're not worried about any of that. Well, why aren't they worried about it there, Tom? Why aren't they worried about it, Tom? Hitler mustache Tom. Why aren't they, why aren't they worried about it? That's right, because they can just kill with impunity and take without any consequence. Censor without any backlash. That's why they're not worried, Tom. And I know that he can't be that big of a moron. I mean, he may look like that big of a moron, but I don't think he can be that big of a moron. I mean, it's possible. 
I mean, obviously, he did find a way to get out of bed and dress himself like an adult, so maybe he's not that stupid. Sure sounds like it. This is the kind of crap that they use as an argument. Well, it takes longer to get to, get to Chicago on a train than it does in China. Really? Huh. Weird. You think it takes longer in a car? Or, you know, an airplane? Hmm. I don't know. We should really worry about the train, though. Because that train is the most important. How many people depend on trains, by the way? I can make an honest uh, admission. I've flown on planes. I've driven in cars. I've ridden on a boat. Even small aircraft. Even went up in a helicopter once. To date, I've never depended on a train to take me anywhere. Maybe that's because in America, well... Trains aren't the main mode of transportation. I guarantee you, if it was, I'm sure we'd all be worried about it. But since we aren't, Tom, since we're worried about more things like freedom, uh, survival through the uh, coronavirus, which was started by China, which, you know, I know you have to suck up to them. I mean, what would we do if we didn't have a good suck up like you to come on and tell us how we're so terrible? Because our train doesn't run as fast as China's. Huh. By the way, Tom, what what powers that electric train? Just curiosity. Oh, <laughs> you mean many, many tens of thousands of coal-fired power plants? Well, that's weird. I thought they were part of the Paris Agreement that we're signing back onto blindly and stupidly. Oh, well, that's right. It's rules for us, not for China. I mean... You can't hardly see China for all the uh, coal smoke because all they do is build coal power plants. But they're a model, right? They're saving the world. These people are too stupid to listen to. But you know what? I don't want them silenced because the more they speak, the dumber they sound. And the more ridiculous everybody knows these people are. These aren't serious people. They're just ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure he's getting a hand job from, you know, the communist government. So, of course, he'll say whatever because he's not a real person. He has no backbone. He has no scruples. He has no morals. He sells out to the highest bidder. Now we know who you are. At least we know who you are. and We don't ever have to pay attention anymore except to, you know, highlight the fact that mm, you're not real bright. So anyway, we'll be back in just one minute. Have you heard words and phrases you don't understand or don't know the meaning of? Well, here's your answer. It's the new leftist to English dictionary from Eric Kaur. We help you make sense of words and phrases or let you know they have no meaning. Have you ever heard things like this? Brock and I think it's a right for people that bad at cap care. And not have any idea what it means? Well, you're not alone. We don't either. Well, that's why we created the book, to let you know you're not alone and not knowing what something means. It happens all the time. Many words and phrases that leftists say, we have no idea what they mean, or maybe we do. That's why you have to buy the Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Kaur. We'll help you out anytime you hear interesting phrases like, a whole of government approach really means they just want to rob you blind, 
and pay their friends and donors and help them get rich. It's a resource that is invaluable and will help every responsible family in these trying times. The Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Kaur. Buy today. Save tomorrow. Eric Kaur is not responsible for any side effects from this product. That includes depression, anxiety, uncontrollable laughter or crying, anger, head injuries, or any unapproved use of this product or its definitions. The Leftist to English Dictionary. Buy it today. You'll thank us tomorrow. All right. And uh, we are. We are back. We are. We are. I've got to get the music shut off there. All right. Anywho, <clears throat> moving on. The impeachment really started to fall apart this week, which tends to happen when you don't have any, you know, pesky stuff like <laughs> evidence. It's pretty sad. Um, all their evidence comes from op-eds and articles and shows. And I no idea how that's evidence. I mean, it wouldn't be in any court that I can think of, much less a Senate impeachment hearing. I mean, you would think a Senate impeachment trial, I should say, uh, should be pretty heavy on evidence. I mean, you're talking about impeaching someone. Unfortunately, uh, we won't even go into all of it, how it's absolutely ridiculous to begin with, because, well, the whole point is to remove somebody from office and eh, Donald Trump's not in office anymore. Uh, feel free to get rid of Biden anytime you want, because no one will mourn that at all, uh, except China. China will. Uh, maybe Tom. Tom and China. Him and Xi Jinping. I mean, they're tight. They're, eh, well, maybe not tight anymore. Ugh. That happens after a long time. Never mind. But anyway, they came out and said they were going to present cold, hard facts about this. Cold, hard facts. Now, if you look at their briefing, it's literally nothing but like Washington Post op-eds, New York Times op-eds. I mean, it's really weird that what this is evidence of. I have no idea. Now, they did try to play a extreme stupid edit uh, the first day of Trump's speech, somehow editing it together. The only problem was they didn't even bother going to a high school uh, AV class to do the edit. Apparently, they went to a elementary school and gave it to some random kids running down the hallway to do the edit because it was the worst. That, I mean, there's no reason for me to play it. The audio is not going to do it justice. You would have to look it up and watch it. And it is the worst. edit. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. A monkey with a pair of scissors could edit a video better than what the hell they did. And I'm sure they have, you know, just people like, you know, Hollywood to back them up. Apparently they didn't call. Uh, but yeah, obviously it was a stupid edit. So they had to get rid of that and admit that. Oh, and they actually had to come out and say, well, I mean, it was highly edited, but who cares? Impeach him. Um, you know, and I think that's what pissed Tom off. I mean, honestly, I think that's what pissed Tom Friedman off is the fact that you know, he starts to see all this and goes, wow, we look stupid. We look really bad. Now, uh, all this uh, impeachment, of course, is about inciting an insurrection. Okay. So the evidence should be about that, of course, you would imagine. I mean, if that's what you're on trial for. I mean, can you imagine going to trial and, you know, say you uh, had a DUI and, uh, you're going to uh, fight it in court and you go in, sit down and the prosecutor gets up and goes, well, we want to tell you about uh, what this guy does when he's on the internet. And you're like, what? 
the hell does that have to do with me drinking and driving? I'm like, yes, well, it looks bad. Because it looks bad, well, must mean he drives drunk. Literally, that's where we're at. So here is uh, the uh, thing, and apparently this was set up because they said he made a phone call to uh, Tommy Tuberville, uh, senator from uh, Alabama, to pressure him to find more votes, apparently. And apparently Mike Lee was a witness to this, and here's him giving uh, the story. The phone rang. It was Donald Trump. And how Senator Lee explains is that, that the phone call goes something like this. Hey, Tommy, uh, Trump asks, and uh, Senator Lee says, this isn't Tommy, and he t- hands the phone to Senator Tuberville. Senator Lee then confirmed that he stood by as Senator Tuberville and President Trump spoke on the phone. And on that call, Donald Trump reportedly asked Senator Tuberville to make additional objections to the certification process. By the way, okay. jackass, uh, could you uh, could you uh, sort of maybe uh, look at the mic or keep your mouth on the mic so we don't have to search around so much for what the hell you're saying? So, yeah, he comes up and he makes this uh, story. And not only does it not have anything to do with uh, the impeachment trial, but it's an inane story and it's you know dramatic hearsay because I don't know if you've ever been with somebody while they're talking on the phone. The phone's up to their ear. Unless the person is screaming, it's really hard to hear both sides of the conversation. And since, you know, Tommy Tuberville didn't show up to testify himself, well, that makes it, you know, some crazy hearsay shit that wouldn't stand up in any court. Let alone the fact that it has nothing to do with inciting a riot or an insurrection or whatever the hell they want to call it. Inciting trolls to steal Nancy Pelosi's stool, I guess. Well, what does that have to do anything? But it makes it even worse, the fact that it's like a double hearsay uh, because you're testifying to something that somebody else reported in a report. I mean, it's it makes your head hurt. But what happens later gets real funny. Check this out. The uh, impeachment manager, Mr. Cicilline, correctly and accurately quoted a newspaper account. Um, which the distinguished <laughs> senator uh, has taken objection to, so we're happy to withdraw it. It's not true, and it's still uh, on the grounds that. that, that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, he said, "Well, we have to retract it because it was from a newspaper article." And Mike Lee's in the back going, "That's because it's bullshit. That's because it's not true." That was good. That's great. Um, so that's the impeachment. Um, other than that, they have a lot of really good uh, Twitter op-eds and. Uh, Washington Post op-eds that say Donald Trump did this or that. I mean, I don't know what the hell you use that for. I mean, they have no evidence, and that's basically what came out. I mean, it's the same as the last impeachment trial. They keep coming out and saying, well, I mean, the newspaper down the street said he said this. Well, what's the source? I don't know. Well, wait a minute. So uh, there was another story this week, something about uh, after the opening arguments, which, you know what? It said that uh, Donald Trump was pissed after the first attorney, I don't even remember his name, gave his opening remarks. And I mean, I don't think I mean, of course, they didn't really have evidence or a source. It was just somebody making it up. I think they were pretty safe on that one, though. Because if you watched any of that, I'd be pissed too. The guy looked like uh, a five-year-old trying to recite his lines at a Christmas play. I mean, the dude looked like a deer in the headlights, scared to death, 
stumbled over everything. I barely spoke coherently. It was awful. Um, not that you need much of a uh, attorney to fight, uh, you know, this crap because it, oh, it makes your head hurt. And if you go on, there's places online you can find uh, the briefs and, and their uh, complaint that they filed with all their evidence. And it just makes your head hurt. It's like, well, wait a second. Isn't there a witness? Isn't there anything? It's like, no, it's uh, Twitter's opinion and Washington Post's opinion. And that's where you figure it out. Jeff Bezos is paying for a impeachment. Oh, OK. Well, I mean, if that's where we're at now, I mean, is Jeff Bezos the king somehow? No, he's just a short little man who had to stand on his money so he could, you know, join the rest of us. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how that goes. Money's not everything. So it, it went downhill from there. Uh, you have Eric Swalwell. Yes, the uh, same Eric Swalwell that uh, likes uh, Fang Fang, the uh, Chinese spy. He like her very much. He, he like her very much. Uh, anyway, here's his uh, evidence. He's reading a Twitter post from someone... Jennifer Lynn Lawrence, who suspiciously, uh, we'll talk about it here in a minute. Here's his evidence. It has been an honor to stand up and fight for you in our okay, nation. See that we check will be mark? standing strong on, on Jennifer January Lynn? 6th in D.C. with you. We are bringing the cavalry, Mr. President. We are bringing the cavalry. <laughs> All right. Um, there's just one problem. Um, Jennifer Lynn there. Um, She's never been verified on Twitter. Uh, she came out and said, well, yeah, I've never been verified on Twitter. And uh, so wonder how that blue verified checkmark got on my tweets. Well, that's really weird. You wouldn't think it would have anything to do with uh, doctoring evidence, would you? Um, maybe just a little. And uh, yeah, the evidence from that was uh, the fact she said, we're coming to support you and we're bringing the cavalry. I mean... I guess he literally thought they were going to show up with tanks because, you know, so many Trump supporters have tanks in their backyard uh, or maybe horses. We don't know. I mean, it is Swalwell. I mean, he may have a thing for horses. We don't know. We have no idea um, how this idiot still is in the in office, much less still on the uh, he's still on the intelligence committee, which is an oxymoron. If I've ever heard one, this guy is on anything that has intelligence written on it. Huh. Well, that just blows my mind. There was an interesting video found uh, this week uh, from a guy. Now, his video was supposedly from Jaden X, which, if you do a little research, ends up being a uh, interesting kind of guy. Here we go. So, um, this is a guy named uh, John... Sullivan. Um, he doesn't seem to be a big Trump supporter. Here's one of his videos, uh, so you know who he is. What's going on, everybody? My name's John Sullivan. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. My group is Insurgents USA. We got to rip Trump out of that office right over there. Pull him out that shit. Nah, nah, we ain't about waiting wait until the next election. We about to go get that mother So, yeah, that's uh, John Sullivan. Um, apparently he has a different name to make videos. Um, his name is, uh, Jaden X. Uh, and it's very interesting because, uh, CNN decided to use one of his videos to, uh, show what was going on at the Capitol. It's very interesting. 
Uh, and here's uh, his video. You won't be able to see the video, obviously, but uh, you can hear some interesting audio going on while he's talking to uh, a friend, apparently. I would imagine that we would be here. trying to tell you i i couldn't say much you were right <laughs> you just have to watch my chat oh my God. is this not gonna be the best film you've ever made in your life no. that's it hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah wait you weren't recording were you i'll delete that <laughs> but i didn't record you just... oh yeah i mean he'll delete that i mean they did it they did it i mean he said i told you we would do it i mean you haven't been reading my chat Huh. I mean, he seems like a big Trump guy, right? I mean, he was there the whole time. In fact, he was there so much and made so much wonderful video that CNN used his uh, Jaden X video. Um, very, very interesting how that works, huh? Uh, very interesting. Good guy. Good guy. Um, he's so good that uh, Black Lives Matter even disowned him because of uh, his insane shit that he talks all the time. So, uh, yes. And I'm sure he was inspired by Trump. You can tell because, I mean, if you heard his speech earlier this year, I mean, he was a big fan, big fan of Trump. I'm sure it's why he was storming the Capitol and why it was going to be the greatest movie, greatest movie he's ever shot. Hmm. And they did it together. <laughs> like he said, yeah, I'm going to delete all this. Sorry. He doesn't know where the delete button is, honey. And uh, apparently you're going to spend 15 years in prison now. Thanks, Jaden. Oh, these people are so terrible. So, yeah, um, just more of that garbage uh, came out and more of the garbage from the impeachment. I mean, it's over. It's been over. It's a dead horse anyway. They're not going to get 67 votes. Not even close. So why are they still doing it? Well, we don't know. Uh, the defense apparently started today. I think you just stand up and go, it's bullshit. And walk out and uh, say you rest. I think that's what I would do. But we're going to move on. One other interesting things. Well, I'm sure you heard about, uh, I'm sure everybody was very, very upset that Jeep got rid of the Bruce Springsteen Jeep commercial because of uh, he got the DUI. Um, I don't know if it's one of those things where uh, just because you've talked so much shit for so long about Trump and, and all the cops and everything else that Bruce Springsteen usually babbles on about uh, that a cop was like, yeah, this... Uh, fix this asshole i mean dui uh, what was it reckless driving which means he was speeding while drunk and uh, drinking in a public park apparently as well so apparently he's just a all-around degenerate which i already knew have you heard the man talk or try to sing he's been drunk my entire life what are you talking about he sings like a drunk only a drunk sings that off key and thinks they're awesome all right He's terrible. He's always been terrible. And I never understood why the hell anybody listened to him to begin with. I don't need to hear some breathy dude that sounds like he's half in the bag, mumble, spit, sputter, and sing off key. Hey, not my bag. Sorry. Call me a musical slob. Snob. Not slob. Musical snob. I enjoy people who know what key is when they're singing. <laughs> what a weird concept. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody, I guess, knew he was a drunk. I mean, I did. I mean, let's throw him talk. I mean, he's a boss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was born run. Uh-huh. Yep. Short little 
Jewish kid from New Jersey, apparently. He's big, badass boss. Yeah. Yeah, anybody that's talked about him says he's absolutely the biggest douchebag in the world. And uh, that's been pretty obvious uh, the last uh, four years, especially, that it's been very obvious that he's a complete douchebag and, uh, yeah, has no idea what the hell he's doing when it comes to being behind a microphone. Apparently, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing when it comes to driving either. So, hey, kudos to you. Um, Couldn't happen to a nicer person, really. And we move on to the last thing for today. Today's not going to be as long. It's been a long week and uh, still have the weekend to uh, work through. So it won't be as long, but I found another article. I keep getting these articles sent to me. I've been uh, joking about it because it's it's kind of funny. Um, and yes, everything's going to turn around. Everything's going to change. All the stuff that you've heard about climate change is now going to reverse because that's what happens. Every five to 10 years, it all reverses. It has since my, as long as I can remember, the earth is warming. The earth is cooling. We're going to have, uh, the earth's going to catch on fire. No, we're going into another ice age. Why do they keep changing it? Because they don't know what the hell they're doing. And because the earth and our climate has been changing and continues to change. It has since, I don't know, 11 billion or 71 million, whatever, 71 billion years ago, how many ever years the earth has been here. I'll have to look up that exact number. I know it's been billions and it has been constantly changing ever since. Now, when you say constantly changing, that doesn't mean today to tomorrow. It means over usually thousands of years, things slightly change and then it grows into something different, a different climate, a different uh, look of the earth, which I think is refreshing. You know, I mean, who wants everything to stay the same all the time anyway? I mean, hey, one day it would be cool. We could go driving around the North Pole and be like, hey, man, there's some pretty good dirt up here. Maybe we should grow something for the next, I don't know, 10,000 years till it freezes back over. I don't know. And I'm not really sure why the hell everybody uh, talks about this all the time? No, the oceans are not going to rise and flood the cities. We already know that's bullshit. We know that we're not all going to catch on fire and burn. Uh, we're just going to have more land and more room for more people to live. Weird, huh? More place to grow more food. These are all weirdly, really terrible consequences. And it is for people who want totalitarian control over not only you, but the entire world. It is a really bad thing. I mean, if the world can expand and keep expanding and there's larger expanses where people can live, well, it's really hard to centralize them and keep them under your thumb. That would really suck. Why do you think they always want people piled into crazy metropolitan areas and they hate all the people in the rural areas? Well, the reason they do is because people in rural areas have little to no use for government whatsoever. They just want to be left alone and to live on their own and raise their families. They don't have a lot of use for municipal governments or, you know, programs. They just live. Unfortunately, if the earth does warm and there's more land that's more inhabitable, much more parts of the year, there'll be much more rural living and we can move away even further from crazy metropolitan areas, which makes it so much easier for dictators and for people to keep you under control. They can't be everywhere all the time as a saying for a reason. There is a good reason for that. There's huge, massive expanses of this country that no one lives. I mean, you can go out there and be lost. No one's going to find you. And of course, that's why they want to discourage this behavior. It's harder to keep everybody surveilled and controlled. 
essentially, that is the biggest problem. Now, here we go. We're going to read this article. And it comes from my favorite, actually, one of my favorite institutions, actually. I mean, came from a biologist at uh, West Virginia University. Surprise, surprise. Yes, my home state strikes back. I'm really glad to read this article. Not only does it make sense, it actually confirms what most of us already knew and we learned in elementary school. It says that trees are going to play a huge role and an unexpected role in climate change. Well, how are they going to do that, Mr. Biologist? As if we didn't already know. Well, it says right here, it says trees. Well, see, they absorb CO2. It makes them grow. It's plant food. But when they get an overabundance of it, they don't need as much water or even as much sunlight. They grow much bigger, much quicker without hurting and using so much of the resources. Huh. Weird. So what you're telling me is that when we learned about photosynthesis in, I don't know, fifth grade, they weren't lying. Huh. What a concept. Of course, most of the people, especially people that uh, went to uh, any kind of schooling, learned about photosynthesis. We learned that uh, plants, you know, they use CO2 for food and they produce oxygen. The part they may have left out and they didn't quite get into because it goes even further in depth that if they get more and more CO2, which like many greenhouses will go and pump in CO2, why do they do this? Well, it's very interesting. What happens is the plants absorb so much CO2, they don't need as much water or as much sunlight to grow very large and very quickly. Well, I thought we wanted a greener planet. Well, you know one way we could do that? Uh, it says right here in the article. You know how you could get a greener planet? By not screwing with the CO2 levels. Because if they rise, more trees grow, more plants grow, more varieties. They grow bigger, larger. They produce more oxygen. Weird. But then the article last week I read said pollution makes the earth colder. But I thought we were trying to keep it from getting warmer. Not really sure what the hell's going on question is does anybody know what the hell's going on well i'm sure we can figure it out considering another article i read this week said that well hey by the way this global warming thing this trend yeah it started about you know eleven thousand years ago i can't remember how many coal-fired power plants were around eleven thousand years ago oh wait a second none that's weird huh so anyway I will wrap up today's with this. We know what's going on. Climate change, social justice, whatever the cause. The cause is not what it's stated to be. It is always a way to gain more control over you. To lock you more inside their ideology for whatever reason. Whether you're a useful idiot or a participating party member, that is what all terrible ideologies do. That's what China does, Korea, North Korea, Russia used to do. It is a singular goal to bring people to heal, to serve the few. 
So think for yourself, read for yourself, and just tune out all this if you have to. I don't say try to shut it down. Our best weapon is letting these people speak long and loud enough for everybody to hear how ridiculous and stupid they are. And with the case of apparently Tom Friedman this week, it doesn't take long to make a real ass of yourself and sound like a moron. But hey, until Tuesday, I will be back. Just remember, no agenda, just America.